So who got what and what again? African Bambada. A couple years back, he got brought up on charges for like child molestation and shit like that. Damn. And KRS One. <laughs> You know old niggas, they don't know what to say out their mouths. So he gonna go No. Uh, he gonna go <laughs> He gonna go, I mean this don't change his legs, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, it kinda does. <laughs> I'm just like, also shut up, not the time. Yeah, like like it it kinda would, but it seemed like it has the effect on opposite people. Like R. Kelly going to jail got his music played a lot more. It's like, well, now he's in jail. I feel safe playing Step in the Name of Love now at this cookout. <laughs> Y'all got him now, didn't you? After almost 30 years, you finally did it. Now we can play this music unabated. Which makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, We recording? Yeah, we definitely are. All right. Welcome back to another exciting episode where we ask the age-old question, as age is not a number this time. Where the fuck is Vision? Where the fuck is R. Kelly? Well, we know where he is. <laughs> Locked uh, up. Which is funny, because that's an Akon song. I know. And yeah. Akon's free as a bird. I mean, <laughs> he didn't have any reason to be arrested. Even in the music video, I was like, what did Akon do? Yo, it's never expressed what he did. <laughs> Gotta get all. out and move forward. What, what, what the fuck? I was like, is he like, is he like the unconscious prisoner? Yes, he's like, oh my God. Just, just the collective. Because we know Akon, Akon is what? Literally in Wakanda right now, saving the water oh, or something? Yeah, Akon is Wakanda. He he actually is Shuri. You're going to be mad as shit when the Black Panther opens up and it's Akon. Oh, shit. I'm looking forward to that one. No, well, Akon, what the fuck? I mean. Actually, I'm with it. I'm actually with it. He actually makes more sense than Chadwick Boseman. At least one of them is in Africa. Yeah. And actually built shit in Africa. Anyway. Whatever. What are we going to do? Isaac, Isaac, I'm here. Black Shocker on the other side. We got a lot to go over today. Um, Let's start out where we was going to go for um, last week. Where um, Spider-Man Unlimited. Spider-Man Unlimited. So, um, the first episode, he hijacks his way onto a spaceship. Wasn't like Reed Richards there to stop him and shit like that? Something like that. And he like, nah, nigga. And he's like, you right, because you Spider-Man and I can't stop you. I was fucking, I said, oh, you're not even going to try. Nope. <laughs> Yo, Marvel, you don't got to make the power levels that clear. You don't got to do that. We could have fought. That could have been a great part of the episode. A, a quick little tumble. Why not? No, this nigga was like, nah, we, I, I'm completely not about none of this life. And then he gets to this other planet, which is like, and then the plot from Escape from LA starts and shit. It's like, oh no, this planet got alien criminals on it too. Hey, it was only thirteen episodes. And, like, and what a thirteen they were. Yeah, it ended on a cliffhanger. I mean, it started on a cliff. <laughs> like, it was like I know, but they were just there looking was nowhere over. to go but death. They ended it in the right place. Bro. They did. They ended in the right place. They ended it with they kind of beat the ultra, the high evolutionary, and then oh yeah, the symbiote was like oh yeah, uh, our other halves planted these um spores all over town. We kind of forgot about that. They just started sprouting up out of the ground, and then they're just like to be continued, and then they went on to another show. Yo, so what did you think when you were younger? Because like this, this is the weird thing for me. I don't ever remember liking that show. I remember giving it a chance because of the suit, 
but that was only episode two. After that, I was lost. I didn't even remember it continuing. I just remember bits and pieces of it. I remember Werewolf by Night, which was just random-ass Jay Jonah with some amulet, Hispanic <laughs> Hispanic Green Goblin, Vulture, Craven the Hunter, sort of. You want to know what the, the crazy, this is, this is like fucking spooky. That's all I remember. That's all there was. Like I got to it's it's weird because it's literally the same description. I got to like episode two, and I was like, I'm good. And then there was nothing else. I don't even remember the show after episode two. Reed Richards designed the suit, but I think Spider Man just kind of like took it. He ain't give it to him. He just took it. <laughs> this man absconded with with Reed Richards tech, went to another dimension that was supposed to be rescuing Jay Jonah's son, which. I don't know how much pull Jay Jonah has as a media broadcaster in this timeline, but they're sitting there like, yo, yeah, my son's an astronaut. I can talk all the shit I want about anyone ever. Yo, I, I don't know what astronaut means in their universe, but the way they're like, we got to get him back and all kinds of shit like that, I'm just like, is this nigga Jesus? Does he have the spear of destiny? Uh, I just, I don't fucking understand the importance of this man. I genuinely do not. I genuinely do not. Yeah, so apparently Spider-Man goes to Days of Future's Past, wherever that timeline is, where apparently, I think DC won, because there's nothing but bestials around. <laughs> it's just animals and shit. Like, we did it. We run this world. I don't. In all 13 episodes, I don't think Spider-Man had a W to his name. No. 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 Not even I, close. Which is crazy, because we just came from a show, like, because this came on, what, like a year after the last Spider-Man? No, it came out that, like, almost within a couple months after the uh, first one ended. That's wild. So, like... Like, right we, around we that time. We're missing our Spider-Man. It's like, damn. That, but it was a good cartoon. That, that 90s Spider-Man, it was a good cartoon. It was a good run. Um, basically, the cartoon, for anyone who hasn't seen it, serves as, like, an introduction to the Marvel Universe. No single episode is about Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man, but, oh, look, there's Morbius and Blade. And, oh, there's Spider-Man and the X-Men and Hulk oh, and definitely. Iron Man and the Punisher. Like, this cartoon. Oh, Dormammu and Doctor Dor Strange. Exactly, Dormammu and Hydro Strange. Man. They, even, they even dug up obscure characters, too. I was like, Jesus. They made Tombstone worth watching. Facts! In fact, I, I'm like, Tombstone is black. They made me interested Silver, in the vulture. Silvermane, Hammerhead. Hammerhead looks just like his counterpart. Ryan Raven the Hunter. And his black-ass girlfriend. I love it. And his black-ass girlfriend. Love it. Doctor and everything. I was like, they are true to this. Scorpion. I was just like, yo. They of... introduced like 40 fucking Marvel characters. That was like in three episodes. Real shit. The Insidious Six, because they ain't want to do Sinister Six because Doc Ock would have gotten credit for it, but this is when Wilson Fisk did it. But either way, so, still good. So for me, I, and anybody who watched that will tell you it's a solid fucking cartoon. Basically, what we're trying to say is this, this cartoon was fucking solid. It was fucking good. Everybody enjoyed it. Everyone. Um, I, I've one, never talked to someone, kid or adult, who watched it then or now who didn't like it. So imagine being served that platter of good Marvel cartoon writing and then replacing it with this bowl of shit milk. Like, to be fair, if they really wanted to just keep the Spider-Man tale going, they should have just approved the original series for season six because they had already started writing for that season before it ended with um, Spider-Man helping win the um, Clone Wars and stuff. 
and then they said they're on to look for Mary Jane, and then and this yeah, series starts, the, and Mary Jane's the just there. He walked through the portal with uh, Madam Webb, Web, and I'm just like, this isn't what I wanted to he be said, the continuation. I think you deserve a win this time. Let's go look for Mary Jane. And then, like you said, this pops up with Mary Jane. I'm like, oh, they is this just a on continuation? The couch, I was like, oh, so is this a continuation? Nope. <laughs> just fuck. The animation was different, and clearly the writing was different because it was hot sauce and shit. The music drew you in just long enough to realize you weren't watching Spider-Man anymore. Facts. Facts. Um, you know, Spider-Man has a lot of great cartoons, even going back to like the the like cartoon with him and uh Bobby Drake and what was her name? Sunscreen, Sunstorm. S- uh Starfire. Starfire. Her name is Starfire too. Firestorm or something. It's um Firestorm. Firestar. Yeah, Firestar. Spider-Man is amazing friends. Yeah, even going back to that, those are all solid Spider-Man. So, like, on Spider-Man Unlimited or Unlimited Spider-Man is, like, the first L Spider-Man took as far as a cartoon property. Like, all the other cartoons were just solid. It's it's weird that that shit happened. Why do you think that shit happened? You think it's greed? You think they was like, oh, no, we shouldn't have canceled this shit. Just keep it going. <laughs> but all the writers and artists quit, so let's keep it going with this bullshit. I don't know what I don't know what it was, and there was no writer's strike when that came out. So that, facts, there was no reason. For there's that. there's no way to explain that because even when like X Men left in like '96, they gave us X Men Evolution, which is great, which was beautiful. X Men Evolution was like, okay, you already seen them super serious as adults. Now this is the X Men as teens, but also Wolverine super grow serious up with as them. Adults. Yeah. And I was with it. And I was, I was with, with it because Wolverine wasn't a teenager. There was no need for him to be a teenager. Oh, now They made the right move on that. I remember bitching because I was a kid. And I was like, it's not better than the 90s one. But, but even though I was bitching, I still definitely watched why? Evolution. Oh, definitely. Because you're just like, I'm going to give this a chance. I'm looking at it and you're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. Facts. I, I remember I've seen the whole series. I, I, the Saturday morning cartoons. What a, what a, what a, what a era gone. I know. Now every every channel has cartoons, and some of them aren't even on Saturdays anymore. In fact, I don't, I don't know what the fuck the cartoon schedule looks like today. It just looked to me, it just looks bad, and, and everybody's doing that animation and X-Men style. X-Men Evolution had four seasons as well. X-Men Evolution was really fucking good. Yeah, they damn near had about the same number of seasons as the animated series, the first one. <laughs> I was like, God damn, you know this is good. Yeah, because um, X-Men the Animated Series at the time had five seasons. And all the stuff they covered. That's real shit. Spider-Man gets one spinoff. No. He had the same number of episodes as the Silver Surfer. The only difference is Silver Surfer was good. Silver Surfer was really good. It was too deep of a cartoon. It definitely that shit wasn't was. going to work. Look, they used that X-Men Spider-Man money to fund that season. They gave us a, they gave us a sleeper hit knowing we weren't going to get a season two. But that's season one. Yeah, it was pretty deep. Season one, it was deep. All right, I've been putting some thought into this, and uh, I feel like I'll never have a more appropriate time to bring it up. All right. What if Spike Lee directed the American Pie movies? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) What if if Spike Lee? (laughs) What if Spike Lee directed American Pie? (laughs) Yeah. Well, one, they would need a bigger pie. Two, (laughs) that is. Stick his dick in a sheet cake or something. <laughs> American 3.1. Clearly, I know somebody fucked up this dessert. Uh, there's oh. a drag mark in it. <laughs> Yo. the back out of my good pan. <laughs> Yo. Who you, so, so okay. Okay. Recast the father. Who who playing the father now? John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. 
Why are you so good at this? Yes. John Witherspoon would be uh, timed him out to Eugene Levy for this movie because he could play a serious father as well, but he would definitely go, what the fuck? You oh, know he would cut around the pie talk about, I ain't eat that. I the fact you, that you put your dick in the bite. How do you come it. up? He's like, you, I ain't eat the dick part. Are you <laughs> Are you secretly a casting director? Like, I wish. How no. do you come up with these so fast? That's perfect. I didn't even know this was a thing. I was just like, we're making a black American pie. <laughs> So we got John Witherspoon in there. Um, who's gonna be Stifler? Oh, um, you know he's casting Sean Williams. Yep. Yeah. You know Sean Williams. Sean you know he's you know he's casting Sean Williams. It's Sean Williams. It's not a conversation and shit like that. He's definitely Stifler. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I gotta look up the cast to remember these damn names. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Uh, Jim, who's playing Jim? Who was nerdy as fuck back then? Maybe Jaleel a- White. Jaleel White is playing Jim. Why Why are you so good at casting Spike Lee's American Pie? I'm not that good. I don't know. Why, why, you've been thinking about Spike Lee's American Pie, haven't you? I Since I just heard it, yes. <laughs> That's as long as I've been thinking about Angela it. Angela Bassett is definitely Stifler's mom. Yes. It has to be someone where, like, yes, I want to fuck Stifler's mom. Angela, Angela Bassett, Bassett is Stifler's mom, mom. Yes. in the Spike Lee remake. I want y'all to know it. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but yo, so much of it would be so different. Like you say, he's not fucking a pie. This nigga's got fuck something way bigger than that. Yeah. Um. Got to get like a cobbler the, or some shit. Oh, uh, he's Na- cobbler. Nadia is Nadia, and she like African and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to fuck me, Jim? Who would be Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the titular character? I thought you said Jaleel White. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Jaleel yeah, White. White is Jim. And, oh, my God, they could have worked it in. He'd have came and she, did I do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. American Pie, directed by Spike Lee, is probably the, the the craziest film ever. But then there's, like, a political message out of nowhere and shit like that, like all these facial zoom-ins and stuff like that. The average black boy never gets sex. And it's like, who's giving this speech at the college and shit like hey, that? Who's not fucking just you? <laughs> And then random jazz music plays in background and shit like that. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Whoever's playing Michelle is like, I know how to play this this one time at band camp. Oh, my God. We were were playing Soul Train. How do you play Soul Train? It's It's where we uh, all take turns with the new girl. At least that's what they told me. um, Who was young, black, and nerdy that would have been perfect for that role in the 90s? Um, oh damn! <laughs> now we gotta think. Deep. Shit, shit! You know, black people wasn't playing a lot of women nerds no. in movies. It was kind of like like it was like white white girl nerd work because that's how porn worked. So facts. As close as they could get to porn while keeping the PG thirteen rating, that's who they casted. Facts. There weren't that many black nerds. Like you might find one and bring it on, but it's like for a very very minute second. Shit. <laughs> Huh, this is going to take some thought. You know who actually would also be perfect for the role of Stifler's mom back then? Who? Uh, it's uh, Robin. Uh, I said, why had her last name escaping me? Oh. Uh, Is it Holly Robinson Pete? No, 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 no. no. Robin. Um, Mike, Robin Gibbons? Robin Gibbons. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Robin Gibbons would have been a great Stifler's mom back then. She definitely would have. You know what? As much as I love Angela Bassett, I'm gonna put Robin Givens there. I'm still gonna hold out hope for Angela Bassett. 
but Robin Gibbons definitely gives more Stifler's mom energy. Yeah. She's definitely Stifler's mom energy. Like, I could totally... I feel like Angela Bassett could still be in there. We could just um, put her as someone else's mom. So it wouldn't be (laughs) Stifler's mom. It would be... It could be Jim's mom. It would be, like, the Wayans brothers. Ice Cube would be somewhere in this movie. I don't know who the fuck Ice Cube is playing, but he's somewhere in this goddamn film. He would be Um, MILF guy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a fucking mom. (laughs) Yo, that Stifler's parties would have been way fucking crazier. Oh, the music would have been crazy. Oh, my God, the music in American Pie if Spike Lee directed it. Fucking Onyx would have played out of nowhere. (laughs) Onyx would be in it. (laughs) Onyx would be in it. By the sequel, you would find out the band camp was run by Denzel Washington and shit like Uh that. What y'all we doing will be with perfect in every aspect of this. <laughs> what y'all doing with them tubers? Y'all don't want me to know what y'all doing with them tubers, huh? Okay, okay. So We're going to find gonna out like... today. We're going to find out today. Who's playing music and playing with themselves? We're going to find out today. I, I would love yeah, to see put it. your mouth on it. It's a, it's a woodwind <laughs> instrument. You're not going to blow. You don't know how to blow. This is the part you want to stumble and drop the ball. This is where you want to go. This is band camp. These are instruments. <laughs> What's your problem with playing your part? Is this something I need to know? I can smell it from here. I just want to hear you say it. Be a man. Sean Witherspoon as the father. What you gonna tell your mother? We edit on. Boy. (laughs) Boy. No. Like, you gonna drag it? I thought he cut it in half. I ain't the other half. I ain't the dick half. (laughs) From this pie. Tastes like pizza. A little salty for cobbler. Yo, <laughs> I'm just trying to like. Man, camp would have just been drumline with an R rating. Oh, facts. Good <laughs> lord. Good fucking lord. Oh man. American Spike. Pie movies. It was American Pie, American Pie Two, American Reunion, American Wedding. Uh, Unless you count all them straight to DVD. Hell no. American too many. Bank, American Pie Band Camp, uh, the Book of Something. What if John Singleton directed Euro Trip? That would be a much darker... I, I just want you to know the darkness of the film you just suggested. <laughs> like, Jesus. It had just been hostile. It had just been a movie about white It wouldn't have been hostile. Like, what the fuck movie But a lot that? of those scenes would have been different. Jesus. Scotty doesn't know. Would have been fighting on that stage. And Facts. They, they got to go out of the country. It's like they got to break him out and they go into Europe so he can stay out of American prisons. That's what the yeah. fuck the movie about. He was like, yo, just come with us on the trip, man. Look, if you stay here, you going to jail. You got to come with us. And that was the 2000s, too. So, oh, man. Yeah, Kevin Hart would have been all over Kevin that. Hart would have definitely Kevin been Hart would have been all over that film. He'd have been. He'd, Kevin would have been. He probably would have played Scotty. Probably. Like, hey, you're not going to sit up here. No, what's up, my girl? On my birthday? Oh, fuck this. What do you mean? You don't <laughs> yeah. sucking dick. Not my dick. On somebody else. On my birthday, my dick ain't suck. But you sucking this nigga dick? And then you gonna sing about it. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta get fucked up. You gotta get. No, no, nah, man. Euro trip. That's like, such what? a dark ass movie. At least, at least I know that like Spike Lee can. There would have been some revelations. Kevin Hart would have came back to the U.S. and beat the shit out of that guy. No, no, no. That's who you wanted. No, no, no. Don't come crying to me. This is who you wanted. This is what right. you wanted. I'm up shit here like that crying over you. Shit, and shit like that don't happen to black people. Could you imagine fucking a nigga girl, and then he. And then do, and spitting a song in front of him about fucking his girl, and have him just say, Nick, yo, that's a Jason's lyric. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> this is the only time I get Go to use that. Bond would definitely pop up in your old trip somewhere. 
<laughs> in John Singleton's Euro trip, Bokeem Woodbine is in there. Yes, he would. Um, he's in there. My nigga Leon, who played uh, David Ruffin, he in that motherfucker somehow. He's definitely in Amsterdam. Oh, he's in Amsterdam like shit. He's definitely there. He's he's in there. Ving Rhames replaces that crazy uh, Irish guy and shit like yeah. that. I could I could definitely see that happen. Oh yeah, yeah. This uh, John Singleton's Euro trip though is like. It's like super serious. It's like a beautiful movie. It's just like John Singleton's Euro trip is actually poetic justice in Europe. <laughs> oh shit! That's all it is. It's but Euro- we got to keep Lucy Lawless. If any of the white people stay, it's got to be her for specifically what she does in that movie. Lucy Lawless stays. Um, just change the tone. She stays. Fact. Fact. So. But yeah, it is definitely poetic justice abroad. Yes. Yes, it is. It's, it's just poetic justice with white people, and I think that's dope. <laughs> to see what the fuck that horrible movie would look like, because he would, because knowing John Singleton, he would still keep all white cast. Oh, somewhat. He would do it. He would do it, but he'd be like, "I'll make y'all a comedy movie, and it'd only be funny to black people." <laughs> so, Love and Thunder happened. Yeah, it did. It was ex- it was essentially made to be like an '80s movie, and that's how I took it. Yeah, but isn't an '80s movie supposed to be good? Not that many were. Some mm. of them were just relatable because everyone saw them. Mind your tongue now. All right, now we can go down this list. Wait, what's, what's, let, me, let me see this list of bad 80s films you got, bro. And I don't I, have one. I don't have a personal list, but I can come up with something. The 80s produced Footloose. Yes. Purple Rain. Yes. I mean, okay, Purple Rain's not a good film, but it was. It was, a, it was good because Prince did it. Facts. It um, wasn't like we were. No one was judging Purple Rain for its artistic Outside of his artistic liberties, no one was judging it based on acting. Predator, Die Hard, Lost Boys, Fright Night, Aliens, uh, all the Indiana Jones movies. Nah, man, eighties. Howard the hits. Duck existed in the eighties. See, see, whenever somebody just want to bring up joy, you just want to bring up all the pain in the world. That's your problem. <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> That's your problem. Whatever. When everybody's smiling, you want to be a fucking Sith Lord and just point out the darkness of fucking. I'm sorry, light. it happened. I mean, some of the movies, depending on when you watched it, like, I didn't even know Flight of the Navigator was an 80s movie because I saw it in the 90s. And that was pretty good. That's true. Like, it's not like they were all bad so much as a lot of bad ones came out. I mean, yeah, that's true. They get chud too. and Like uh, Mac and Me. Mac and Me happened. I have been trying to forget that Mac and Me happened. I do it. I do diligence. I blame E.T. for shit like that. Also... I remember this movie um, that came out, Life Force. I think it was Space Vampires. Oh, Space Vampire, Space Sex Vampires. Yeah. yeah. What a fucking shit show that was. <laughs> that was a shit-tastic fucking Completely. movie. Completely. Oh, my fucking Even the God. B movies were good in the 80s. When they redid The Blob, I was like, yo, that movie was good because they definitely off children in that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 80s Blob is like one of my favorite horror movies. I'm just like, this is how this should look. Even the cheesy parts looked pretty fucking good. Man, you gotta. It, it's fucking crazy how, like, a nigga with a practical effects budget can do some real magic. Oh, definitely, because that's basically what made The Fly 2 happen. Them practical effects got me watching the rest of that damn movie. I was like, we didn't need a sequel. Then I saw it, I was like, I'm okay with the sequel. You know, it's crazy. Because it actually it, made sense what they were doing with it. Some of the practical effects of the 80s hold up better than the CG of now. Like going all the way back to Thor and Love and Thunder, I'm just like, bruh, this this is 
clearly green screen, and the whole movie don't gotta be. Yo, I remember Superman 3 when Richard Pryor was in it. I was like, at first I was watching Richard Pryor. I was like, all right, cool, this is a Richard Pryor movie. Then I see Superman fly. I was like, wait, what the fuck is this? I, I was like, ain't no way in hell they put Richard Pryor in a Superman movie. <laughs> ain't no way in it. That's just one of those movies that shouldn't have been made. But, you know. the It was made, but it wasn't. It was watchable, but it wasn't Superman 4 bad. But the fact that it got Superman 4 is not the bad part. It's like, look, Superman I, 4 happened. I like Superman 4 more than Superman 3. Really? Yep. I like Great Superman. Wall of China vision and all. I liked Sun Man more than I liked Richard Pryor. Look, Richard Pryor played himself in that movie. That's there was no acting. Richard Pryor, there was no acting. He they was just, just started like... rolling the camera and said, this is Richard Pryor meets Superman. Yes. Which is also an entertaining idea, but it shouldn't have been a movie. Like It's like back then they funded what ifs. <laughs> they just let people make what if movies and shit. It like was that. like between 80, it was like 87 through 89 was where they were just trying to get them them cult classics right out. That's when they started grinding out movies. Honey, Yo, I Shrunk the Kids, Jesus Kickboxer, Christ. fucking Ghostbusters, and Batman came out a week from each other. Ghostbusters was up here, and then Batman came out. That's fucking wild. Like, That's fucking wild. Yeah, that motherfucking, that 80s. They were cranking them 80s out. was a crazy fucking time, but I think the- uh, Honey, the, I Shrunk the Kids? The science that um, the movie uh, Love and Thunder is missing that would have made it an appropriate 80s type film is like a solid soul. Like a lot of these movies, I, you know, take it out some of my nostalgia. What Footloose is, is not an amazing film. It's not, it's not like the greatest film. Same thing I can say for Roadhouse and a lot of films, but they had a yeah. soul to them. Like a character like Dalton in Roadhouse is, a, uh, I mean, essentially just a stupid ass white guy who could fight, but he had a soul to him. He had a code, he had an honor. There was something about him. Yeah, um, Thor kind of got his off screen, and we never saw it. So he just kind of like he montaged the part that should have been the movie. Like the beginning was montage. That could have been the buildup, like him going around the galaxy trying to figure it out, finding Zeus's perverted ass. That would be great. And while he was doing that, we were seeing the God Butcher, and then an hour and twenty minutes into the film, they meet each other, and that's the rest of the movie. These niggas fighting each other. We didn't need. Mighty Thor, we no. didn't need the children plot, but Thor trying to find himself and see where he fits in the galaxy. And here's the crazy thing. You could have still did the ending with the the Gore's daughter and shit. Like like, yeah. like half Thor reached the tree first and he And then look back and see Gore and then Gore's still looking at his daughter. Facts. And it's like, no, I didn't leave you to wish for this. I wanted to show you that all not all gods hate you. I wished for it for you. Yeah. And it's like I can't that take care of it. Could have been that. Cause it, Essentially, Gore won, but at what cost? Not really much. He won. He did exactly what he set out to do. Like, he is, like, the second Marvel villain to achieve their goal. Facts. And for me... So it's Thanos and Gore, the only two that did it. Everyone else came close. Oh, no. Um, Actually, that would make him the third. Zemo achieved his goal. Zemo definitely achieved his goal. He definitely tore apart the Avengers. Yep. But, like, nah, man, I think it would have made more sense if Thor was the person who did, like, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I, I just wanted to show you that all, not all guards are like that. It's like, what, well, I'm about to die, so what's going to happen with my daughter? And Thor is like, no, I'll, I'll take, take care, care of, her. of her. That, to me. That would have been a much better ending than what we got. Yeah, because what we got was, I don't know. Other I don't than know what introducing us to comic-accurate Hercules, that's about it. 
That was about it. He's like, yo, ruin my orgy, throw my bolt at me, send my son after you. I was like, which would have been a lot better if you we didn't realize that gods can't really die at their own hand. It's um, like, but also, uh, also like, I just look at the difference of the way DC uses actors and Marvel uses actors. I'm like, why y'all got Russell Crowe and y'all make a joke out of him? Why y'all making a joke out of one? He could have been a much more serious Zeus. Exactly. Even with the orgy line, he still could have been a lot more serious in his role. But they were going off of just 80s template, but not 80s theme. It was like they added enough. If you add enough um, Guns N' Roses, which is essentially what that entire movie was, was just November rain without the rain. And and it was so much that they could have done. They had a lot to do with it. They introduced in Mighty Thor. They just kept teasing that shit over and over just to introduce her in the beginning and then kill her and then kill her hold up the whole plot the whole plot of like yeah Milner protector and no Milner's increasing your cancer I said a who the fuck wrote this a who the fuck wrote uh, uh, the hammer that gives you cancer that sounds no, like she had cancer <laughs> that's and then the hammer just kind of like the hammer caused that... the VCR on it the hammer that gives you cancer sounds like the hammer that gives you cancer sounds like the plot of Street Fighter: The Legend of Chung Lee, no, where Balrog like the... <laughs> punched that girl's mother and gave her cancer. It's not like the... no, that happened. It's not like the plot of a bad porn movie and shit like that. Cancer hammer about a guy who's gay. cancer hammer. Fuck you. Oh my god! It's not just dick. It fucks you sick. Uh... The hammer that gives you cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this movie now. No, you don't. <laughs> Orgasmo was made. Don't crush my Orgasmo fucking dream. Orgasmo had a plot. Your movie, just no. We're not. We're not gonna. We're gonna get calls. I think it said Orgasmo had a plot compared to Cancer Hammer, <laughs> which is a sentence I had to say. Cancer Hammer is the greatest fighting hero. You have. It's no literally idea. Street Fighter: The Legend of Chung Lee. Cancer Hammer is exactly that. God damn it! Cancer Hammer is the hero you need. No, it's not. Can you imagine a nigga about to attack you and he goes, Cancer Hammer? Like, oh, wait, I quit. Oh, I quit. Shit. I quit. That's a D&D game I don't want to play. I quit. Roll I quit. for defense. I do Two. Not, no. I do not want to fight a superhero or a supervillain named Cancer Hammer. I don't want a non-playable character named Cancer Hammer. But no, like, I like this is this is literally the reason this fucking podcast exists. It's phase four. I thought four. it was the search for vision. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Vision could have saved that film, too. But it's phase four's unwillingness to make a good fucking movie. Like, or at, at, at this point, I don't even need a good movie. I just need a cohesive story that with my characters. Like, what the fuck is that movie um, about? Scream. It's about selling music and figures. That's about it. That's Facts. all I got. It's like Thor goes to an existential crisis, but I thought the movie was about his existential crisis ending. It was the beginning montage. That's why I was like, that that should have been the movie. Yeah. But it was a montage. We wanted, we didn't want a montage. Niggas wanted as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. We wanted to see him and fucking Star-Lord interact for like at least 90 minutes. We got 90 seconds. That shit was pretty fucked up. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute. So Chris Pratt, Batista, you got the whole crew together for 15 minutes of a movie. I mean, once Volume 3 comes out, it might. I don't know if Volume 3 takes place before all that or after or right where they leave. I don't know. But definitely Love and Thunder did not love Thunder. No, no, not at all. Not at all. 
Um, we need a rating. What was our rating system we came up with? It was like one to ten. Well, one being, um, cancer hammer. Cancer. Oh god, cancer hammer is one. And <laughs> cancer hammer is what the fuck it is. You just, no. I'm next time you come to my house, I'm gonna have a cancer hammer T-shirt for you. Oh, you better not. <laughs> I'm making you a cancer hammer T-shirt. You fuck. No. <laughs> I'm so afraid. It's going to say cancer hammer, dot, dot, dot. No. Uh. <laughs> <I'm> ten being. <laughs> not another 80s movie? Question mark. I'm still pissed about cancer hammer. Oh, no, man. Cancer hammer is the it's greatest not, rating it's ever. It's not cancer hammer, can you man. Imagine, can you imagine reading a review as like, this movie was a cancer hammer to the culture? <laughs> he broke the 80s. Good. I don't think that movie broke the 80s, though. No, I think the movie that broke the 80s was like uh, Ghostbusters 2. I mean, I mean, Ghostbusters 2 was essentially they left him. They left them with the bill after saving their lives. Yeah, that's and, a New York ass thing to do. And then people. So it's like, we don't believe you that they were ghosts. It's like, but y'all saw you all saw it. They tried to pretend part one didn't happen, yeah, I was like, like, which is well, like, how this movie exists in the first place. I was place. like, how? They got to they gotta reconvince people that they did what they did. I'm like, yo, it was 20 no. years ago, not like 20. No. They pretended that ghosts didn't exist, but no whole bar did. I feel like that new one got slept on. I thought that, that new one. After, what, Afterlife? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, it definitely was. Afterlife was good and more sought out because they didn't take. They didn't put the one, the all-female cast seriously because it was weird. How y'all exist in the same universe as the other Ghostbusters, but they don't meet up once, except as regular-ass people. I was like, yo, this, it's not even the actress's fault. It was like the world didn't even give it a chance. That was one of the most lower-rated trailers on YouTube. Oh, yeah. They but, thumbs down that immediately. But also, the plot was terrible. Yes. Um. So... They could they could have made so much. I want to spoil this. something for people. So if you've never seen Ghostbusters, what the fuck have you been doing on Earth? But if you've never seen Ghostbusters, there's something I need you to understand. And if you have seen it, there's something I need you to understand. All right. What you don't find funny is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is not a funny movie. Ghostbusters is about the end of the world and how four people who are completely unprepared have to figure out a way to save the world. That is not nothing about that is funny. As a matter of fact, one of them is emotionless. He has no emotions whatsoever. He's disconnected from the world. He only sees science. The other one is so excited about the discovery that only in his quietest moments, like in the car with uh, with uh, um, Winston. Winston. But only in the car with Winston, he expresses like, yeah. And Winston is kind of just Winston here. is a new employee. Ghostbusters. His first day was... Oh, yeah, we got to prepare for the end of the world. Wait, what? Ghostbusters isn't funny. Bill Mary, Peter Venkman. That's what's funny. Yes. It's all these people who are invested in this, and this white man just does not give a fuck not about at all. none of it. No. That is Ghostbusters. It's the truth of the world. If it, it's literally, if the world was being destroyed around you, there's one white man who just do not give a fuck. Shorty was whole possessed. He's like, mm-hmm, got you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she's saying she wants to meet uh, 
some guy named Gozer. Gozer, yeah. Let, let's not get these two together. Yeah, he, he jacked my date. He's watching her in the air like you really don't want to come down. Like, that was I was like, he wait was a in minute. Some serious ass. I get why this guy. I I I feel like Spangler is clearly on the spectrum. Yes, he's he's a genius, but he's clearly on the spectrum. He is disconnected. And afterlife kind of proved a lot of that. Facts. He is disconnected from everything. Um, Definitely. Ray is way too excited about everything because he's he's a super nerd. Yeah, he's, Winston he's, he's is pretty much if Comic Con came to life, that's what he was. Exactly. Winston is like, no, I'm rational. I just got here. Uh, yeah, here, no, yeah. Winston is like, I'm rational. Hiring. Yeah, I heard you think it was hiring. I'm the most rational person here. And then once he sees it, he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Then I saw it. That shit's real. Peter Venkman does not give a shit about anything. No. Peter Venkman is just a crazy fucked up white person who came along for the ride, and Definitely. that's what makes the movie funny. It's watching everybody. He's the only one telling jokes in that movie. Exactly. So when you get to the all-women version and every single person is trying to be Peter Venkman, stupid, oblivious, and telling jokes, it's like, no, this movie's not working. Somebody got to take this seriously. And then I remember Chris Hemsworth in the film. I was like, are we still writing people like this in movies? Yes. He's dumber than a cartoon character. Man, if he had played the way he played in Spider-Hack, it probably would have been a better movie. Oh, my God. That would have been fucking crazy. Oh, it would have been. That would have been. That would be one of the greatest fucking horror movies. Fuck comedy. That would have been a great horror movie. But no, like, I don't think the makers had any idea what to do with the characters they were dealing with. And I think that could be a problem sometimes, too. It's like people be so excited to see something get rebooted. You got to make sure that the people. There was too many it. reboots. A lot of stuff didn't need to be rebooted. Ghostbusters was one of them. Give me, give me some more. I'm interested. Let's see. Hold to, on. To quote Busta Rhymes, give me some more. Let's see. Who else didn't need uh, to be rebooted? I I feel like this should have been a whole fucking episode of reboots that just didn't need to happen. Um, okay. So personally, and I think the rest of the world would uh, agree with me. Um, Fire started one of them. Oh my god! No, did who, not need it. Footloose. That was rebooted. Yes, I thought I dreamt that. Uh, we all did. It it disappeared like nobody ever talked about it after it happened. The Grudge didn't need to be rebooted. It was barely twenty years old. What the fuck are we rebooting? The Craft Legacy didn't need to happen. Nope, not at all. Especially if we wasn't gonna bring back none of the original. We didn't need to reboot Hellboy because the Hellboy we had had a sequel. We didn't need to reboot it. Exactly. And we were all waiting for Hellboy 3. Yes. Uh, Child's Play didn't need a reboot. Not counting the series. Talking about the movie with Mark Hamill. Mark, Mark Hamill, yeah. With a he's the corrupted robot. AI. Yeah, no. Didn't need it. Did not need didn't it. Didn't need it at all. I the remember, Mummy. I, I got. Did you ever watch that one? Yes. It, yo, 40 minutes in. Done. <laughs> I watched it to the end. Oh, Jesus. Are you, how, how's your mental state? You good? It's good. I went back and watched the other Child's Play. I watched the first one. He was like, hold up. Because let's, let's like, before we even go to other reboots that didn't even happen, let's talk about Child's Play as a whole. Guy escaped from prison, getting chased down, got shot by a cop, just happened to know voodoo, put his soul into a doll to escape being caught by the police. Then the longer he's the doll, the more human he becomes. He's still able to kill as this doll. And then they built an entire franchise out of that. 
that was probably one of the most original serial killer franchises at that time, considering he knew voodoo in prison. He it, learned that in prison. It flipped the slasher completely on his head. Because you got to understand, uh, before Child's Play, the slasher is this giant monster. You know, it, it's it's either Mike Michael Myers, Jason, or it's Freddy Krueger. It's, it's Freddy, like it's Freddy's a whole dream lord, or even if the thing is like an alien slasher film and shit like that. This movie is like oh the no, omen. it could be any white child. Facts. <laughs> Uh, this movie, it's like, oh no, it's literally your child's plaything. Yeah, it's, and it's, it shows how much our how much parents really didn't give a fuck about. You remember it. how my you you know how bad the My Buddy sales fucking tanked after that movie. Ooh. Niggas was fighting they My Buddy toys after that movie came out. Uh, it was people who hadn't even seen it. People saw the trailer for it and was like, oh, I'm about to kill the shout out this doll. Uh uh. Oh, hey, you mean the good guy doll? Yeah, yeah, the good guy doll. Yeah. yeah. So the My Buddy dolls in what? real life yeah. look like good guy dolls. And then they. <laughs> It was just like, nah, we're not like, about to bring oh, this Child's home. Play. I remember seeing Child's Play 2, and I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin got fucked up. Uh, I said, oh, you fucking, you fucking it up. Go, I don't trust none of this shit. I like how throughout the first three Child's Play movies, he was just following. Is this, What was his name? Andy. Andy. Which is funny when you think of Toy <laughs> <Yeah>. Story. <laughs> Strange things, but they followed this dude all his life, even in military school. Facts. Chucky. Follow that nigga to military school and still put soldiers against each other. Chucky a sick bitch. He is a sick bitch. Did not need a reboot. How even though sequel Bride of Chucky was as far as I was willing to let that franchise go. Cause puppet fucking was unnecessarily needed. I was just like, of course he was going to see the Chucky was too much. See they the made Chucky two happened. more like Cult of Chucky, Chucky and uh Hold up, now I gotta look up this shit. But I heard that they're actually decent. Those two that came out, not good but decent. And yeah, Cult of Chucky led into the series. What was before Cult of Chucky? I'm about to check now. No, not watch movie movies. Because <laughs> um, there was a bunch of um, Child's Play movies. Here we go. Uh, we had Child's Play, Child's Play Two, Child's Play Three. Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Chucky, Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky. And then Cult Col of Chucky. Yeah, I heard Curse of Chucky actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. But, like, with all those, why did we? Why did people think we needed a reboot? We didn't. We didn't, yeah. The series kind of continued off of the, the way the movies were supposed to be. So that the series is pretty good. But then Child's Play 2019 did not need to happen. No. Uh, yeah, the At whole AI all. thing. No. We at, already had Corrupted AI. Point, we saw I'm Lucy. just like... Bro, how how many times do you want to tell a story about a killer fucking doll, especially when we got seven movies for the fucking first one? Like, we're good. I, we're solid. Trust us. Please, we, God. We got this covered. We do not need another fucking movie about this. The Friday the 13th reboot, Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, not needed. Oh, you mean the, the one done by uh, Michael Bay? Even in that movie, he found a way to put cars in it. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, um, Robert England was in an interview, and he was. They was like, "Why do you think the reboot to Nightmare on Elm Street didn't wasn't successful?" And he was like, "I think the guy playing him was good." He's like, "I even think the movie's not bad." He was like, "The problem is, a year before it came out, they dropped Friday the original Nightmare on Elm Street on Blu-ray and digital." And on like 4D, and he's like, I don't know if you watch them on like these big screens. And he 
He's like, but they really aged very well. He's like, so kids yeah. are having watch parties and watching these and in 4K and and in Blu-ray and it looks solid. So if you can get the original and it looks amazing, why would you even want to go see a remake? Let's see. What's the point? Also, reboots that didn't need to be ha- that didn't need to happen was RoboCop. I feel like the world purposely forgot about that RoboCop reboot. I mean, the only thing that was true about that movie was Detroit was a war zone. And still is. It still is. Still is. To this day. I didn't I didn't think they was wrong about Detroit. I no. just don't see why it was like, oh, let's get RoboCop in a black suit now. I'm just like, wow. We didn't need a reboot to RoboCop. We did I tell not. you which we don't need no more of, and I promise you, I will shit my fucking pants if we get another one. We could we please stop with Terminator movies? It's dead. You killed it. How many times can they go back in time to stop this time from timing? Exactly. It's like time after time. There was this one time where time was time, but before that time was the land before time. And then if it lands before time, then time can come back. Let's to just time. let's just go off of where it made sense and then where it went wrong. First movie. Already, we start at the post-apocalyptic Earth. Facts. Plan was, hey, you go back in time, protect John Connor's mom to make sure he could be here. So apparently, they already knew there was no way they could stop the war from happening so much as they need to make sure John Connor stays alive. And Facts. So they go back in time. T-100, T-1000, I forget the number. T-100. T-100 goes back in time. Whole thing is, I'm looking for Connor. And he's using, he's advanced technology, but he's in a time where his technology is not non-existent. So he's up here using the yellow pages. He's yelling at people. It's he's, practical. It's, it's practical. It's a it robot. It's a robot thrasher film. Slasher he's film. overly qualified for the job, but he is in a position where he has to use what he can, even though he is the smartest thing walking. Facts. By design. I like that because it's like, like in the new Predator movie, the Prey movie. Oh, I and, definitely. And, yes. oh, you gotta watch it. It's basically like, see that. what would this thing do if it wasn't advanced? Like, and people was like, it don't got the same weapons it had in Predator. I'm like, well, this is the 1700s. This is like 200 years before what we see on Predator. So it makes sense that its technology wasn't as advanced as either. But it also is like, okay, so it gives us. I mean, we can't. We don't have a level playing field against a predator, but it, it levels it a little. Like you don't have a level playing field against a fucking Terminator, but no. the fact that he has to work with things of our time, yeah, it kind of levels it out a bit. And I like that. I like that our characters had to go through that. I like that challenge for our characters, um, because for me, the, the the trademark of a good movie is that our characters are going through something, and they the struggle is real, like. I, I can't stand to watch a movie where I'm like, my character didn't struggle. He just he just got everything, or she just got everything handed to them. It's like, no, I, I want to see what the struggle looks like. Uh, one reviewer, his only problem with um, Prey is that there's no real her getting her ass whooped. Now, now she's a very smart fighter, and her I, I like the fight scenes, but they're like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was a trained fucking soldier, was getting his shit getting his shit wrecked. He was getting his shit wrecked by the fucking Predator. And same thing with uh, my man, uh, I don't never remember the character's name, but Danny Glover. Danny Glover was getting wrecked in that ship. I just saw the cinema sense for that today. Um, now I gotta look it up. And See, now I gotta go watch it after we've done this. I have but, that on DVD. But like, they, uh, they, they, he wrecked the Predator so much on that ship, they was like, you know what, nigga? 
uh, yeah, uh, you, you get to have this gun. But for me, and that's how I feel, like, a character got to struggle, bro. I got to see. It's like, this the Predator ain't have its weapons or nothing. He just looked dead at Arnold Schwarzenegger and was like, I'm about to slap the shit out of you. And then he did. He just started punching Arnold Schwarzenegger like, oh, you want, you really want to play with me. Okay, fuck all these weapons. I'm really, you want to get primal? You want to say fuck the there. weapons and get primals? Okay, fuck that. <laughs> my man yeah, he was um Lieutenant Mike and um Predator too. My nigga said, uh, <laughs> my nigga, uh, what's, what was Mike's last name? Mike Corrigan? I think so. My man Predator started fighting fucking all sorts of niggas. You want to get nasty? Come on. Let's get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 80s. Oh, the 80s. The 80s gave us Predator, Die Hard, Batman, Lethal Weapon, and Lost Boys. It I, gave I us so know. much. I Yo. Alternate take, what if they actually followed through with their original plan to put um, O.J. Simpson as the Terminator? I think <coughs> I think the events that followed in the 90s. Oh, man. <coughs> they would have, oh, my God, the Terminator. <laughs> you know how many Sarah Connor jokes would have been made about Nicole Simpson? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. He killed Nicole and John Connor's dad. Yo, sure. if he had actually, if Terminator had got made, and with it was OJ Simpson, Simpson, yeah, he wouldn't have got out. They'd have been like, "Of course you did it. You're the Terminator." He'd have been like, "No, it's just a movie." But then Judgment again, Day would have been the trial. <laughs> but then again, he might have been too busy filming Judgment Day to even be there. That is also true. That so would have been the only murder be, trial. They wouldn't even think he would did it because it's like you, you couldn't have been doing it. You were fil- you were on set filming yeah. Judgment Day. That would have been the old, that would have been the perfect crime. Like, did he have time to go and kill his wife? No. Oh, that would be great. What, it so been. if if the other fucking Terminator existed, it was like the only thing OJ Simpson needed to clear his name was actually doing Terminator Two. But yeah, pretty much after the third movie, there was no real reason to continue doing Terminator movies because they just kept messing with the timeline a bit more or alternate takes or unnecessary versions of it. I'm just like, yo, everything about this. After the third one, because no matter what they did, all they could do was prepare for the um end. That's all they could do. And then they tried to have a series. I don't know why. That just made things was longer. Was the series any good? I never watched the it. The series was okay. At first, I didn't want to give Fox credit. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Cause, um, uh, it was like Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I was like, I was like, I have no idea why they made this into a, why they made this movie into a TV show. Genesis definitely didn't need to be made. Oh, Genesis? Yeah, Genesis. Genesis? Yeah. Genesis? Why they spell Genesis like that? To fuck with us. Of course. Then it was like Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles lasted two seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn, only two seasons? Yeah, but it was on Summer Fox, Gl- so that was a solid Summer two Summer Glaw from uh from uh uh Serenity and uh yes. what's the show called? Why the fuck am I forgetting the name? Firefly. Firefly and Serenity. Yeah, she played Serenity's River Tan. Serenity's the movie for Firefly. Yeah, yeah, she she played River Tan and she played the Terminator. Yeah, on, she on played that show. um the T something something. She just yeah Cameron. But yeah, definitely. The fact she, that you had a fucking tell a fucking television show after 
the Terminator and the Terminator's name is Cameron. That's funny. I know. I was like, oh, you niggas not. Stupid. Apparently, the show picked up from where Terminator Two left off. So that's pretty much where that's going for that. And I was just like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, we did not need this many going going back. Like, no, after like the third one, where they locked him in that room, he's like, yo, we gotta go out this say, no, this is no, my mission is done. You are where you need to be. It's happening. I tried to tell you the first two fucking movies. Stay your ass here. It wasn't about winning. It was about keeping you alive. This is where it is happening. That would have been the perfect end. Facts. And then they kept going. I felt no like... No one asked for repeated Terminators. Y'all just kept getting the money. I felt like part three was an unnecessary, a super unnecessary venture into the series. Um, it's not the worst one, which is crazy. It's cause, not. Because in my heart, I thought this is going to be the worst Terminator movie ever. And it's still leaps and bounds better than everything that came after it, which is like, I don't know how that's even fucking possible, but okay. What, Dark Fate? Dark Fate, uh, Gen Ice Ice, Gen- and Salvation. Ugh. What the fuck was Salvation, bro? Uh, What if Batman played Call of Duty? That's literally what it was. That's pretty much what it was. But also, uh, Terminator movies have this, this vicious habit of ruining the movie and the trailer. Like, in the trailer for Terminator 2, they show you that the Terminator is a good guy. Yeah. You shouldn't have did that. Not at all. So I, I watch these things on YouTube. Uh, I watch a lot of things on YouTube. Um, but, you know, they'd be doing these things. Now, granted, I come from a cinephile family. My family loves movies. But, like, to this day. Thank I, God you told him that because somebody's like, you should be on a list. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Cinephile, it, it, the even, C word, not Even with that word. said, I'll still never figure, like, like, you know, and it's, you know, for you, you might feel the same way because you, you know, you're a pretty well versed in movies person yourself. How the fuck do you go twenty something years of life without seeing Terminator? You can't. How the fuck? How you the can't f- even go twenty years with cable and not see it. Exactly. I'm just like, how did you avoid this movie? Because to me, to not see a Terminator film in your whole life, it's like you had to work. So when they 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 do these lists on YouTube where they're like, oh yeah, this is me and my husband. It's our first time watching Terminator. I'm like, how? Both of y'all, so they watched Terminator 2, and, you know, they haven't watched no trails or nothing, so they've only seen Terminator 1. So when the reveal happens and Arnold Schwarzenegger starts protecting the kid, both of them are like, what? 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 What's going on? And I said, this is how it was supposed to happen. This this is what everybody was supposed to do. Everybody's supposed to be watching the movie and then go, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? And so when that got ruined... I'm just thinking to myself, I'm watching by watching them too, like, damn, yo, this is what we wanted the whole time. This is what we wanted the whole time. And I, and picking up off of that, we already know about a bunch of remakes that shouldn't happen. One of the remakes I'm glad did happen, whether whether there are some people who didn't like it or not, Planet of the Apes deserved to happen. Planet of the fucking Apes. I did not expect it to go as far as it did. And be that well done from where it started. Because at first, I did not expect it to do it. I did not expect them. I thought they were going to go like, you know, humanoid apes like they did in um, the original series. Nope. They did exactly what they should have done for modern times. And I'm happy they did it. All those planet, all the Planet Apes movies from there on just just beautiful like I did not expect it to happen I did not know it was going to happen 
Now I gotta, I gotta go back to when the I first think, one came out. Um, Jesus, I'm pulling up the older ones instead of the one I'm looking for. <laughs> I think another because uh, the other one was Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and Battle for the Planet of the Apes. That was the original series. Oh hell yeah, great fucking films. I, I mean, they were great because I was a kid. They're probably horrible now, but I, I'm not going back to relive that. I same. mean, they didn't age well, but they're good to watch if you if you're just going for completionist sake. Facts. Uh, a reboot I'm glad we got, Dune. Actually, yeah. Um, that Fright and Right reboot wasn't even that wasn't that bad even. That was actually pretty good. And you know the funny part about the um the um reboot for the um, Planet of the Apes? The remake came out in two thousand one. Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out in twenty eleven. They gave us time from the remake. Moving forward to give us that, we got a we got ten about ten years from the remake to the reboot, and they both tied in. Facts. That was that's why it worked, and then from there we got one almost like every three years: Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. Solid trilogy. Solid. Solid trilogy. Solid trilogy and, you know, from a remake this is 10 years mean. prior. I don't feel like I'm a psychopath as a movie fan. Just give me that. Those three movies were fine. Those three movies worked. Give me that. Because Rise of the that. Planet of the Apes had James Franco. The 2001 one was, I think, Tim Burton? Or somebody, let me look. Because that, yeah, that was Tim Burton. That was when Michael Clark Duncan was the monkey, and they had that one. That was okay. Rise of the Planet Apes, that trilogy, after they gave it a good 10 years from just just fucking shuffling around, which, to be fair, the 2001 one was okay for a one-off. I didn't expect that one to go any further. After you gave it a good decade, and you gave us Rise, Dawn, and War, You know what that's called? Done. That's called understanding that you've fucked up and you, you need time. Like the like the gap between Batman and Robin and Batman and Begins. And then Batman Begins. Like, yeah, give you gotta give it time. It's not like we didn't want another Batman movie, but it's like... Yeah, it's just like, you, you know, after give, Batman and Robin, we gotta give the franchise a little the, bit of time. Exactly. Let these people grow up a little. Let them understand that there's about to be a difference between what we're gonna make and what we've made. But during that time we waited, we got some Great ass animated Batman. Jesus Christ! I mean, when have definitely we, we got. Those. When have we ever got bad animated Batman? We didn't. Never. Never. He, Not even Super Friends Batman was bad. Like Jesus Christ, that fucking nineties cartoon Batman. The nineties cartoon debuted at eight p.m. I was like, yo, is this for is this for kids? I remember staying up watching this, like watching Batman. It's like you not watching. I was like, no, the cartoon Batman is debuting tonight. And I was and, like, what? And then, and, and even that was adult as fuck. And then Spawn, and we was like, this is the same thing. Yo, no, no I was Spawn. so mad I didn't have HBO when Spawn came. Oh out. my god, my, but I, I caught up with episode. Spawn. My yeah. parents were like, you can't watch this shit. I remember they somebody had it on VHS. We watched it. Them apparently kept watching it because apparently. If your parents didn't know, if it was just a cartoon, they bought it. I was like, I want Spawn. Was he superhero? Yes. And we did not lie. But HBO definitely had them sleeper hits when it came to um, comic book um, adaptations. I was like, yo, they gave us Spawn. They Beautiful. gave us Heath 
David voicing Spawn. Spawn. You got yeah, Goliath voicing no. Spawn. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Oh, but you see, see that that still goes to my point. I don't feel like I'm insane as a movie fan. I just want good shit. Like Planet of the Apes. I don't think those movies are The Godfather. No. Um, I don't think they're Inception. These are all movies I hold high. Clearly, Goodfellas. Yeah. There are some. You know, I I don't put them motherfuckers up there with Unforgiven. But no. they were three really good films yes. that were really entertaining. That told a great story with great parables and messages. It, I mean, I feel like they knocked that one out of the park and they weren't even swinging. They were not at all. Like, the fact that James Franco was in the first one and then he wasn't in the other one, I was like, yo. The fact, they had to wait 10 years after the Tim Burton one because they was just like, all right, you had your fun. You you just did you, you did your, um, you did your reboot or remake. Go on, cool. We're going to let that sit for a bit. About 28. 2009. All right, put some coffee on. Get these monkeys on stage. What? What and are we about great. to do? We about to do outbreak all the way through. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, hell, Congo was a better fucking Planet of the Apes reboot Congo. than Planet of the Apes. Congo was a better Planet of the Apes reboot than the 2000 version with Mark Wahlberg. But no, once we got to 2011, I feel like somebody actually cared. I feel like we got the series we wanted to get. Outbreak was a better one. <laughs> Outbreak was a much better Planet of the Apes movie. Um, yeah, no. I feel like we're often made to seem crazy like movie critics. Wait, why did I films. think Outbreak was Virus? That's why those are two different movies. Virus was in space. I remember Outbreak now. I remember watching Outbreak, but I thought the name of it was Virus. And then I looked I mean, up the virus. Word virus and outbreak is probably used yeah, more than the word outbreak. But I definitely, thank God, I looked because I was but like, I remember is, watching outbreak, it is a, outbreak, and I watched is a outbreak virus, to its end. Outbreak is a virus that started yeah. from monkey. But but virus is twelve on Rotten Tomatoes. So, and I saw virus Jesus all the way Christ. through. Jesus Christ, you just I, love fucking torturing yourself. I did not want to but, torture but yeah, myself. Yeah, I'm tired of being seen to be made crazy because I think certain films are shit. Because I know what a good movie is. And it ain't the hardest thing in the world. Like, I, I, let's, let's take, I'll, take, I'll give you an example. The Crow. Yes. The Crow is not spectacular. No. Um, as a matter of fact, if zero or if one is Cancer Hammer and. <laughs> Stop bringing that up. Ten is this is what I always expect. Give me another end game then I would say I give it a solid eight. Brandon Lee didn't have to take a bullet. Yeah. Um, I, it's a solid film. Like, to this day, I watched it, like, like damn, about six months ago, and I was like, you know what? I still love this film. All the characters who were over the I top. I think that's, like, like, every goth kid's rite of passage is to watch The Crow. Yo, the goth, the goth rite of passage in the 90s, The Crow... And then the 2000s was Underworld. The Craft. The Crow, The Craft. a Jeff Hardy fan. <laughs> yeah, they, those all went oh hand my in God. hand. If the you amount... could show up to The Crow dressed as Jeff Hardy, and, and no one would have said anything. Exactly. That's why so many people love The Undertaker. He gave all the freaks permission and shit. Especially when he had that, that going, um, especially when he had um, Ministry. Even if it didn't matter which one, I think anytime you were goth, Undertaker dressed as such. Fact. There wasn't one Undertaker that didn't dress the way they did. 
Even Biker Taker. Biker Taker was just Goth Taker who going through a midlife crisis. It's like if you gave if you gave the Undertaker skull, that's what that was. Facts. And there were some moments he had skull. So it doesn't. For me, we don't. It's not always this. A lie. I'm expecting this giant spectacle. The Crow isn't a giant spectacle film. It's just a solid film. It's just solid good. You got the hero. The hero fucks shit up. And I love how the hero gets flawed because he doesn't know why he's still around, which is why his power is diminishing. Because in his mind, he's gotten vengeance on all the people he needs to get vengeance on. Yeah. Just for uh, my mans who played like a villain in every 90s film for fucking ever. That nigga refused to play a good guy. He's like, yeah, I'm the one. Not, there's no way he could have. I sent the order to kill your girl. That was me. Sorry about that. (laughs) If it makes any difference, you did put a smile on my face. I said, oh, yeah, that's why you're still alive. You got to kill this guy. But, like, no, the way he kills all of them is interesting. The working of the Edgar Allan Poe throughout the movie. Uh, the, The amazing quotes, victims. Aren't we all? Good fucking God. Nah, man. Crow solid film. So and it, and it you don't need the ten billion dollar budget. Um I didn't need Oh, Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott, super villain. Yes. Him and the guy who plays um the villain in the mask. I know who you're talking about. Michael I'm... Wincock and the guy who plays look up his name. The all guy right. who plays the villain in the mask. That fucking him, they, they are the 90s most despicable two niggas. No, there's other one. No, there's other people that, well, I don't, well, they would be the most two despicable, but there are other like 90s tropes where these guys are just like either the asshole in every 90s movie or, but yeah, they are two of the most despicable people. Um, I'm trying to get cast. Hold on. Oh, Peter Green. Peter Green. Yeah, Wincock and Green. Hey, man. I mean, these niggas are two of the most hated motherfuckers in the 90s. Like, God damn. Oh, definitely. They were always playing some type of shithead. And I loved it. Them or that that this this villain-esque guy. It's not the same guy. What about John Forsythe? But you, yo, John Forsythe. <laughs> John Forsythe. He always played a political villain. They all, he was in fact, too much of him. They was I think he played the same character he played in Most Wanted in, in um, Enemy of the State. Bruh, Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside, bro. That nigga, he hated everyone until he got to fucking Starship Troopers and then he was hated in that as the good guy. Oh, definitely. Even the good guys killed him in Starship Troopers and he was a good guy. Yep. And the good guys fucking killed Michael Ironside. <laughs> what, am I, what are you supposed to do right now? I'm sitting there like, hey, yo, Michael Ironside like, must have a fucking contract with Hollywood. Like, good guys must kill me. But, yeah, definitely. I don't think, you know, if I were to go after everyone, William Hurt, um, I think William that's William Hurt, no one was better at being the most, he, his voice, he couldn't help but sound like an asshole. He couldn't help it. I don't know if I have any idea. Help me out here. I'm like, yo, I want to punch you in your fucking face. Of course you're playing the villain. He he was great. He was in history of violence for like three minutes and he was magnificent. That's all you needed. He was in he was in just like Judy Dench was in Shakespeare in Love for like five minutes and got Yeah. Best supporting actress. I said, like, damn, Judy, 
You was on screen for five minutes. What the fuck? Sometimes that's all you really need. Yo, my nigga William Hurt was in History of Violence for three minutes. I was like, yep. Three. Yep, this nigga, he was a monster. I didn't know you were going to run, Joey. I was like, this movie is fucking great. So then we had like before we end this up, I want to think about a couple times where they came out with like the same movie each year. Oh, when, you like, mean uh, when, like for example, when they came out with Deep Impact, they also came out with Armageddon, or when they came out with Paul Blart, and then they also came out with uh that movie with um oh why can't Seth Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Which is about him being a mall cop and shit like that, sir. Uh, protecting, protect like, to serve or something. Something yeah. like that. Um, then know. they came out with Olympus has fallen and White House down. The Prestige and the Illusionist. Hercules and Hercules. Yeah, that really fucking happened. Yes, it they did. really dropped two movies with the same fucking name. Like if I had to choose between Deep Impact and Armageddon, I'm just gonna take the bullet. I'm never gonna pick one over the other with that. So which one do you take? If I had to choose between Deep Impact and Armageddon, yes. Shit. I don't want to pick. I love them both. <laughs> but I, if I had to pick, I'm going to pick Armageddon. And it's not, it's not, a, it, I don't feel good about picking either one over the other. But I would put Armageddon oh, it's slightly over. Protect. It's called Observe and Report. You put Armageddon. Nah, they observed and we reported. I, I'm the opposite. I'm a deep impact guy. I think Armageddon is the better action film. I don't yeah. think I need to sit here and debate that with you for my own embarrassment's sake. Deep Impact would have been a more realistic ending. Yes. I give that. It. Armageddon basically said, oh, yeah, uh, none, of we, none of us want to pay taxes ever again. I, I like in Deep Impact that this nigga Morgan Freeman is the president. Yeah, and he's the president in um, the Olympus Has Fallen um, trilogy. Yeah, why, well, why, well, he's vice president. Why the world always got to get fucked up when he's president? What they trying to say? No, they trying to say that... what. It's like they basically we said we want a black president. It's like, all right, fine. We throw an asteroid at you, nigga. How about you do it? <laughs> what you gonna do, Mr. Freeman? What you gonna do? You can't drive Miss Daisy out of this. I was like, she was great though. I ain't gonna front. Yeah, I still think of it. You could throw back. Morgan Freeman into a lot of things, and he did not take an L on it. All right, you think you so bad? How about you be God? I'm gonna let Jim Carrey handle this. What? What? <laughs> Facts. He's like, let me show you how bad the white man is at this. <laughs> Yo, I'll show up as God and then I'm gonna just pass the rings for a bit. I was like, what? All right, take care of this high school. Call me Batman. What? <laughs> Yo, when they say we don't want a good principal, we want Mr. Clark, that's still top five Yo. funniest shit I've ever. Who would say that? Because we don't want a good principal. principal. We yeah. want Mr. Clark. I'm like, because they know what good principal means discipline. <laughs> discipline. Let's be real. He was he started out as a great teacher, then they cut him. I was like, yo, he said this whole school could go to hell. And it did. And that's how it started. Welcome to the jungle. Yo, I was like, yo. See, see, and see Thor, Watching Thor, that in elementary and middle school. See Thor Love and Thunder, this is how you start a movie with guns and roses and then it gets better. Yes. It's like y'all just kind of y'all just kinda sold us if Kids Bot was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because the ending was basically Thor gave those kids the Care Bear stare. Facts. For a limited time only. What? I didn't know you could mill near that. And then, and then, like, you know, it's this trope of things where it's like, 
oh, the song works itself into the movie, Sweet Child of Mine. No, the song, they were essentially music videos. They made the movie around the songs. That's why Thor's build up and sequence, which should have been the movie, was just a montage. His fight battle where he's whooping everybody's ass, even though he's struggling with the shadow puppets, the next fight. And then he destroyed the crystal thing. It's all just for relief. They just want to make Thor funny and then try to make it serious at the most inopportune times. And they dropped the ball on the ending where they should have shown him that there was one God who does not like who actually will not do anything to fuck you over. They just went with, no, we're going to let Gore win and then just say, uh, take care of my daughter. No. Or, or for me, it's like, how long have you had the power to um, give your powers to a hundred people? We could have really used that in like the last. You know what other movie we said that for the Eternals. How long were you here since the beginning? And all you, and that goes right back to the what if, where um, where Supreme Vision just showed up. So many countless atrocities, and you just watched. That's pretty much what the Eternals is. What happened with Thanos? Uh, he wasn't a deviant. Shut up. <laughs> the entire movie I was trying to figure out was this DC trying to slip into a Marvel movie. Like, yeah, we'll make the black girl fast, but she's deaf. Have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going we gonna to cast. She's my favorite character. We're going to cast one of y'all favorite. Okay, yeah, and uh, she's going to have Alzheimer's. It's it's essentially what if Marvel did the Justice League, but they were using the script originally. That's pretty much what the Eternals is. Even the mid-credit scene confused me more. I was like, you had more characters I don't know. What are they going to do? I hope I hope Kang just snaps them out, in the, out of the open. I hope they show up and nothing happens. They Facts. do more in the comics than they did in the movie. And currently in the comics, they're doing a lot. So, yeah, and that is the problem with Phase 4. So while I watch the Eternals, all the only question that could ever hover in my mind, especially when you have all these super-powered beings and robots, is where the fuck, fuck is, is Vision? Vision? Where the fuck is he? <laughs> where He's still... Phase 4 is not going to address him. I don't know where that nigga bones... I don't know where the fuck is Wallace, and I certainly don't know where the fuck is. Wallace. I'm still gonna stay to this day. He might show up in Agatha Harkness if it's a Disney Plus show. He should show up in that. If Daredevil's gonna show up in um, She-Hulk, which I'm okay with, um, and I, Echo. I feel like I feel like that's the only reason I'm gonna watch She-Hulk to see this Daredevil episode. Um, Yo, I went to see Spider-Man because I. It was weird. I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. And didn't see Far From Home. And then I saw Far From Home just to catch up to the part where it led to No From Home. I was like, I am lost. Did he just told him who he was? How they gonna get out of this? Oh shit, Matt Murdock's in this! Yes! <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting for the rest of this movie. How is he going to talk to Echo considering he is blind and she is deaf? Oh, oh they're gonna fight. That's how they talk. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait for the sex scene. Man, if if they... if if Phase four could have done anything to appease us. They could have continued season three for Luke Cage from where he ended. Exactly. That's I, what we should I, have gotten. So, so before we wrap up. We got, up, what, three or four seasons of Jessica Jones, but Luke ended in two? Quickly. I just really, this is my season. This is my, se this is my season one opener. This is my season three opener. 
of Luke Cage. He got blipped away. The last time we see him standing in the office, that was the day of the blip. He gets Yo. away. He's put back in the office, and the club is like, like torn to shreds. Torn to shreds. It's and it like turns out, it turns chips. out that in his absence, Jessica Jones has become the hero of Harlem because they killed her black homeboy, and they thought she killed. They thought she thought they killed Luke. Yeah. And she's been defending Harlem, and now he's back, and he's got to clean up the streets. But he's been gone for like five years. And, and then shit like Diamondback that. appears. With something different, you know how Facts. they how they how he took him in like season two, where he went the same doctor that made him um pretty much impervious took Diamond back with him. So after I that, just, ass I, just, I just want them to explain why Blade and Cottonmouth look so much alike, but we'll see. they won't. Cottonmouth died so Blade can live. The story we want to Th- see. That's how they did it. Well, now I have to watch Luke Cage again because that was that was you almost forgot it was about Marvel. I was just like, I was watching this series for for this. Also, Diamondback True made shape. it worthwhile. So, next episode, we're going to go in depth about this Sandman series. Oh, my God. That was oh. that was worth... That comic book came out 32 years ago. Yes. And I'm glad they waited. Because, um, yeah. Yeah. But until then, look in, in the, the skies. Right look in the skies, bro. Figure out where the fuck Vision is. Yes. We're going to figure it out somehow. We'll catch y'all in the next episode. <laughs> we ain't never going to find this motherfucker. No, he's nowhere. Where the fuck is he? Where? They went to 20 multiverses. I ain't seen if they get one of them. They found She-Hulk before they found Vision. Them niggas found She-Hulk before Vision. I am sick to my fucking stomach. 